0: Jong-un might cancel his big meeting with Trump because the U.S. and South Korea haven't stopped their joint military exercises. And Trump was like, so just to be safe, I'm canceling all of my exercises.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, right. And the crowd
1: uh, shrieks in delight.
2: <laughs> what the hell? Uh, we got a, uh, some parents in New York who are, go- are going to court to try to get their 30-year-old son out of their house. So is that going to
1: become a thing? I like the sound of it. Look, you gotta go. Well, speaking of Gotham, uh, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Scott Shane. is a reporter with the New York Times. He's covering this uh, very curious story about a suspect being identified in the giant CIA leak of uh, not too long ago. Um, and he's in jail, but not for that. Scott Shane joins us. Hello, Scott. How are you, sir? Hi. How are you doing? Good. We're well, we're fine. Read your piece and we'll have a link so people can find it easily. But uh, they think they know who, who did this incredibly damaging leaking?
3: Well, so it appears. Um, I, I mean, it's a curious case because. So, so just to refresh people's memories. Yes,
2: remind us of what got uh, leaked.
3: Well, last uh, March in March of last year, WikiLeaks suddenly started posting secret documents from the CIA's hacking operations, and uh, they, they were pretty voluminous and. Uh, you know, it faded from the news after a while, but it turned out that for months, WikiLeaks, once a week, I think it was every Friday, would post more of these documents, which was presumably just a way to torment the CIA. Uh, and it was it was the largest loss of classified documents in CIA history, and clearly a big embarrassment for the agency. Uh, and, and some important stuff. Years, not there was no no clarity as to how this happened.
2: And it was important but, stuff, correct? And not, it wasn't just embarrassing, it was some really important stuff that leaked out.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and sort of fascinating, because it was a window on how the CIA uh, can take over somebody's iPhone or Android phone, or even put software into a smart TV to turn it into a surveillance device. Wow. And uh, so, so there was a lot of interest in this stuff, but nobody knew, was this a hack Was it uh, an insider who leaked the stuff? And uh, it turned out that there was a, uh, first, uh, a bunch of search warrants that were carried out in just like a a few days after the first of these leaks uh, in a New York City apartment uh, occupied by a guy who had worked for the CIA for about five years before leaving and going to work for Bloomberg in New York. And... The search warrant applications make it clear that they considered him a prime suspect, and this gentleman, whose name is Josh Schulte, uh, was subsequently arrested and imprisoned uh, or jailed to await trial, but not on not for the leak, but for possession of child pornography. So when they looked at his computer and other stuff, they found images of child porn. Now court records suggest that this was not his pornography, but that when he was in college at the University of Texas, he'd set up a server, essentially opened it to all comers as a sort of side business, and somebody else had put the porn on there. But this appeared to be a way for the feds to keep this guy uh, under wraps while they continued to investigate him on the CIA leak. And let me and just
1: interject it, very quickly. This yeah. guy reminds me of, of a lot of these leakers. He's a 29-year-old former software engineer, a very uh, Edward Snowden-esque character, kind of an iconoclast or what have you. What he was you know, up to specifically, we don't know right now. But, yeah, it clearly they are keeping quiet the fact that they have him and are looking yeah. into the serious stuff by holding them on child porn.
3: That's right. And his lawyer is now saying, has said in court, uh, that the agency got, has to make up its mind, uh, you know, it, are they going to charge him with this leak or are they not going to charge him with this leak? Uh, you know, do they think he's responsible for it or not? Uh, it is odd to, you know, they, they pounced on this guy days after the leak, after presumably looking at the kind of audit trail inside the CIA computers and at what they you know, taken, Uh from his house, but the fact that they haven't charged him all this time raises questions about how strong the evidence is against him. But you're absolutely right; he's uh, he's sort of in the Snowden mold, uh, a young tech guy, uh, and you know his parents, his family, says they think he's innocent, and among other things, they point to a series of complaints that he made to his bosses at the CIA. To the inspector general of the agency, and then eventually to the House Intelligence Committee about security weaknesses at CIA. So whether that was a legitimate complaint or a cover for the fact that he was sending this stuff to WikiLeaks, you know, we, we have yet to find out.
1: Interesting. Scott Ch- Shane is a reporter for the New York Times. God,
2: it's hard to know what's going on here. Um, did he do it, uh, you know, because he thought everybody ought to know everything? Like, Julian Assange believes or did he get paid for it or is he just a you know disgruntled employee or, or one of these tech guys who just wants to see if he can and doesn't have any particularly strong moral underpinning did somebody with his talents the CIA or somebody else put child porn on his computer because that's a worst thing that can happen right. to you
1: who knows what happened is the is the government saying much about the the case Scott and, and where it might go
3: the government really has said nothing uh, about this uh they declined to comment um, when we were writing about this yesterday. And, you know, they'll have, to, they'll have to do, you know, they'll obviously have to make their views known in, in court. Uh, but we really don't have a handle on what their strategy is here, what their current thinking is about Josh Schulte, this man, and whether he is indeed responsible or solely responsible for the leaks. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a curious case and sort of one uh, for this era of big leaks and hacks and you know cyber mysteries.
1: Boy, well said. Scott Shane, reporter for the New York Times. You have a way with words, Scott. That's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's handy for a Polish <laughs> prize winner. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Hey, it's uh, it's great that you spent a couple minutes with us. Great job. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. This guy of course could be a child porn weirdo, but this
0: is mm. this is
2: the classic. This is one the example we've always used everybody uses because there's just there's, there's no defending that. Right. So if somebody puts child porn on your computer, politically you're dead. And from a law enforcement standpoint, they can do anything
1: because everybody's anti-child porn. Sure. But this is a guy who a decade ago as a 20-year-old college boy just had a server as a side business for people to use for a small fee. And some other people put some child porn on there. You know, listen, I, I, it's not cool, but I don't think the federal government is holding him for months and months based on that. Uh, so, I just, uh, but, but on the other hand, if I was his lawyer, I'd be saying exactly what they are. Right. Look, this whole server when he was a college boy thing ain't much. You got to either charge him or, or turn him loose.
2: So his job with the CIA was, he was a hacker. He was a coder who worked for the CIA that designed the agency's spy tools.
1: So he, he does this sort of stuff to wow. other people. So so did he get swept That's up in I some wondered. sort of uh, libertarian thing? Or? Did, did
2: some, does, yeah, I mean, he 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 runs in circles with the sort of people that could put child porn on your computer. Um, did he cross somebody yeah. in, any, in any manner? You know, you're dating their girlfriend,
1: there's ideological reasons, it could be anything. Or does, you know what nobody ever talks about is, I'll bet Julian Assange is really skilled at getting the word to this personality type, this sort of guy. Listen, you want to really change the world? You want your 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 skills are amazing. You know you know what we could do with those skills. We could change the world. All you have to do is leak me this stuff.
2: How do you? Yeah, I guess I'm just too much of a patriot. I don't understand how you get past the idea that it's really good that the United States has the best stuff out there versus the
1: the evildoers in the world. A lot of kids, Jack, have been brought up in an educational system that tr- teaches them that the United States is evil. It's a perpetrator. Of, most mostly a a a negative influence on world affairs and its history is one of ugliness and oppression and uh, you know maybe it's that you spend your entire life in a school system teaching you that stuff as opposed to a much more nuanced and, and realistic view which is like every enterprise ever attempted by humankind we've had our problems but mostly we've been a force for, uh, you know, liberty and peace. I'll bet, unfortunately,
2: we don't get to hear how this story actually turns out or what's actually going on, at least not
1: for many, many, many years. But, uh, boy, I... uh, Well, and and even then, it might be hard to believe what we hear. I mean, we are... And and listen, anybody who's ever watched a really good spy movie knows this, and they exaggerate it to make it dramatic, whether it's your Tom Cruise or your Born identity or whatever, but... Once you are that deep into the world of intelligence and counterintelligence, that's, uh, that's not traffic tickets and misdemeanor stuff. That's people get killed, and, oh, yeah. and there are lies upon lies upon lies to protect classified information. Somebody, another hacker in another country, Julian
2: Assange, somebody in our CIA who figured out who it is, put child porn on his computer so that they could grab all his stuff.
1: Or, that was just a happy coincidence... Could be. That they they tore apart every single, you know, laptop, thumb drive, video game, iPod this guy's ever owned until they found something they could charge him. Holy with. crap, this is the guy who leaked all our stuff. Um, uh, or they, they knew that and then searched his computers to find something they could charge him with while they investigated the other stuff quietly. Because, you know, you don't scream the minute you figure out who you got that, hey, we got this guy. And boy, oh boy, anybody who ever talked to them, we're going to be looking into them.
2: I mean, you don't do that. I got to think people who operate at this level, the whole we found this on their computer. What? What does that got to do with anything? Yeah.
1: yeah. That, well, <laughs> and, and you keep hinting it could be f- fake. It absolutely could be fake. Yeah. Please. We know that technology exists.
2: Did you, there was actual testimony in Congress yesterday about how good the Russians oh. are at the fake videos. Testifying to, uh, I heard Marco Rubio questioning somebody about that, that the Russians, the, the, their fake video technology has really taken off to make it look like Barack Obama said something or this politician did whatever, you know. Oh, man. We're going to see a lot of that in the days to come. Oh, my God, yes. And then you're not going to be able to believe anything, and it's going to be the greatest excuse in the world for the actual bad guys. That's not real. Hey, uh, Vlad Putin,
1: if you're listening, can you have me doing something really cool in a fake video, like Robin Fort Knox or... I don't know, leaping from building to building, chasing a suspect. That'd be cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. we got a lot of people that, you know, the the best of this sort of stuff in our listening audience. If you know anything about it, jump into the conversation. We'd be happy to talk to you.
1: Yeah, Um, you can email us if you prefer. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It is highly encrypted through the use of my password.
2: America's fittest and least fit city is always a fun list to look at. The least, huh? the f- least fit list. I just might move there. Fat little. I'll be like the, uh, the one-eyed king in the land of the blind or something. Exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: A Picasso painting that was supposed to sell for $70 million at an auction here in New York City this weekend was accidentally damaged last Friday. Apparently, the damage is so extensive, now the eyes, ears, and mouth are all in exactly the right place.
1: Oh, I get it. Picasso, the uh, frequently uh, malarranged uh, facial features of the uh, the uh, postmodernist. Uh. Yeah, okay. Boy, the jokes are hurting me this morning, Sean. <laughs> and we have a late-night joke-off coming yeah, up? Yeah, oh, That you- could make me suicidal. Yeah, you think you've got bruised ribs now. <laughs> yeah, great. All right, super. So, uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Very glad you're here. Do we have any videotape of the chick who was thrown off the Spirit Airlines flight? Oh, let me, let me track that down. Well, yeah, it's going to have to be bleeped. So, this gal, according to Spirit Airlines, who's never lied to me before, is flying from Atlanta to lost va- wages, and, uh, and she runs by the gate agent, even though the doors were about to close and she was too late to get on the flight. Um, And then raised a ruckus as they tried to kick her off a flight. She taped it all. She filmed it all. You know, it's funny. Recorded it, I guess, is the term we're supposed to use these days. Because there's no tape nor film involved. So she recorded it all. Telling uh, the airline's crew, as well as security officers, she was not getting off this plane. So everybody else got off it instead. At one point, she alleges that she paid some type of fee to reenter the plane. Only to be told to leave once she was on. And I quote, how are you going to close your airline early? Make me miss my flight and tell me I got to pay again. Once I pay, I get on the flight and they say you caused a disturbance. However, an incident report by the Atlanta Police Department said she'd simply run past the gate agent. Um, She then claims to have seen, she's an African-American gal. She further claims to have seen another white passenger board the plane late and be permitted to. She then, and this is my favorite part, although the fake attempt at accusing them of racism is enjoyable, she then says, and I quote, and I wish I could use the words, y'all ain't gonna let the enter on this mf'er." She she says all those words out, so, you know, fully. Y'all ain't gonna let the enter on this mf'er. They're gonna have to put me off because they're gonna tell me I was cussing. I don't even cuss. I'm Orthodox. So what are you saying? She's wearing a star, David. <laughs> you ain't going to let the enter on this mf I don't cuss. Unbelievable. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> then she likened the crew and security to terrorists, saying, quote, I'm not getting off this plane to negotiate with no terrorists. Citing the United States long-held doctrine of not negotiating with terrorists, because clearly they're the terrorists. They're terrorizing me in my own country and then accuse them of taking Jesus' name in vain as an Orthodox Jew who never swears except when she swears, saying, y'all going to use Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit? That's got to change. Y'all need to be called something else. So I guess the long and short of this story is if you're going to be crazy, be entertaining and crazy, and I salute this woman for achieving that. If we come up with a bleeped version, I'd like to hear it at some point.
2: So I got the list of the fittest and most and least fit cities in America, and what do I do always that ruins this lists? These lists. You nitpick about the methodology. Or? A nitpick is a prejudicial uh, term. I look at I look at the criteria for determining it, and it's clearly stupid. That's not nitpicking. Maybe they're big nits. <laughs> Every list you ever see for. Most this or least that or whatever. They always throw in a couple of things that make the list stupid. And are clearly like
1: political philosophical.
2: Exactly. So you got your ranking of America's fittest cities and least fit cities. Rankings are based off cities overall scores, which include data on nutrition, chronic disease, smoking, mental health, and access to parks and public transportation.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So if you live in fat Aston. But they have a ill-conceived light rail project running through town or that the, nobody rides. Or the
2: voters decided, you know, we don't want a freaking light rail that costs a gazillion dollars we'll that nobody uses. We'll use buses uses.
1: instead because they're a fraction <laughs> of the cost and way more effective. You, uh, you get
2: a low score. Right. But keeping in mind that this is stupid, yes. your fittest cities are Arlington, Minneapolis, Washington, Madison, and Portland. That, that's
1: too fast. We can't comprehend them. Arlington, Virginia? Uh, mm-hmm. It's lobbyists.
2: Minneapolis, Washington, Madison, and Portland. What do those towns all have in common? Uh, government towns. Well, yeah, they're government liberals. towns. Left-leaning government towns with lots of uh, public transportation and uh, and parks that the bums use. Right. That supposedly make their citizens more fit.
1: Oh, that reminds me. I've got to get to the massive welfare fraud in Minneapolis story. It is shocking. We're talking nine figures. How many is nine figures? That's hundred million dollars or more. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Gotcha. Unbelievable amounts of money. Frauds on uh, welfare, you said? Yeah, and and all the cash is being sent to Africa and the Middle East. It is a ginormous scam, uh, bilking the taxpayers out of mind-boggling amounts of money. And what it depends on for its success is anybody who looks into it is accused of racism. Hmm. Which is a really handy tool. I tell you what, the evildoers, they're really good at, at turning your good impulses against you. It's like the person at the gas station, eh? Me and my child, we just got to get home. Can you spare 20 for a little gas?
0: Trying to take
2: advantage of you being a nice person. Right,
0: exactly. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, North Korea's leader calling out National Security Advisor John Bolton for possibly scuttling the summit. You got a major right to die law tossed out by the court. And the number of phony fake news accounts pulled by Facebook is astounding. Yeah, it is. We will be getting into those stories minutes from now on the Armstrong and Getty Show. How, How did they do that, and why didn't they do it before? I want you to uh,
1: title, to headline the, uh, the Bolton story, Fat Head the Stash.
2: That's pretty good.
0: Versus the stash. All
1: right. All coming up on the Armstrong
2: and Getty Show. Seems weird to me that Schulte was competent enough to be a hacker and programmer for the CIA, but got caught with child porn on his personal computer. Yeah, I, I have no idea.
1: Well, and again, it was a server he ran as a college boy a decade ago. <sighs> boy, it'd be so easy
2: to put put child porn on anybody's whatever. Then you can open up the floodgates of digging into their life. Right, and if as, they suspect the, the this portion. guy
1: of an incredibly damaging attack on national security, sure, you could justify there'd it. be plenty of sympathy for that technique. Absolutely. But it's scary. Oh, yeah. Well, it's completely wildly unconstitutional.
2: Now that it's known, they can put anything on anybody's computer, in anybody's phone, whatever, and it's untraceable. Yep. Whether it's our government or the Russians or your competing company. Yeah.
1: Just it's frightening as hell. Wait a minute. And again. So like any morning DJ you think could hire a hacker? And and put stuff on our computers and put us out of business. And it's a and, nightmare. And say.
2: and like I said earlier, it's gonna be it's <laughs> bad for catching bad guys because now every actual bad guy can say, yeah, right, I did this or did that. Well, right, the this evildoers
1: right. that want to stop us put that there. It's a Putin-esque, Soviet-esque, nobody believes nothing culture, which is incredibly unhealthy.
2: We're headed there, and I don't know how we're not. Anyway, no. news now with Marsha Phillips. Well,
0: so I wanted to give you an update I wanted to give you an update on my ultrasound do you want to hear that now do you oh, want to hear the yes. on
2: because if you're healthy enough yes. you get to start your your exercise regimen. Right. In an attempt to do 10 push ups in a row I
0: call by the p- end of the year. I call it my mighty push up challenge. Extreme athlete, Marshall Phillips. Now, I was supposed to get the ultrasound results uh, from my Armstrong and Getty show sports related injury yesterday, but the entire computer system for the healthcare system that I am with went down on Monday, and my doctor oh, really? has not been able to get the results. Oh,
2: that's funny. My, my wife had a doctor's appointment, and yeah, the computer system was down for her also, and she loved it, and her doctor loved it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they said it was fantastic. The you know, doctor I, said, hey, I get to actually talk to you instead of sitting
1: and typing the computer. That's that's interesting. I brought that the topic up to yeah. a couple of doctor buddies since we were talking about it on the show, and they hate it bitterly. The whole electronic records thing, yeah. and p- ch- clicking the boxes and tip tap typing the entire time you're with a patient. they They loathe
0: it. Right. So I imagine a messenger with a scrap of paper with the results will be uh, motoring over to my doctor's (laughs) office and he will call me up later. You know, I actually have a doctor
1: friend who, there are fines, federal fines, for failing to get in line and cooperate on that. Sure, And uh, they may or may not have just decided, okay, that's added to our cost of business because I'm not blanking doing it. Wow. But you, if you're, you know, a 30-year-old doctor, you can't do that. And
2: my doctor, who's uh, 60, is retiring, even though he likes his job because he
1: doesn't want to deal with the crap anymore.
0: All right, not getting to the That's real... That's frustrating. Right? It's hard. patience.
1: So, you know, yeah. this is this, uh, study and how the, the world works, Just, it seemed like a good idea, but now everybody hates it, and, but nobody's doing anything about it.
2: And nobody will. All the people that are old enough to remember when it was better will yeah. go away. The
1: new people never knew anything different And it'll be here for the rest of our lives For reasons that nobody can explain Or at least not adequately Yeah, I get the idea of Okay, I change doctors and they can just zap everything right. over Instead of sending over a giant manila folder or whatever I right. get that But the idea of You've got to check a box that I'm not pregnant I don't have the clap I do or do not have a gun in my home Or, or children Or, or, or
0: you, know, I'm, you know, whatever I'm not breastfeeding It's just It's ludicrous Getting into the other news of the day now. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is calling out National Security Advisor John Bolton for his demand the North get rid of all of its nukes. North Korea's vice foreign minister announcing it's not interested in the upcoming historic summit between Kim and President Trump if it's going to be a one-sided affair about giving up nuclear weapons. State media has now published a statement from Kim calling Bolton's demand an awfully sinister move. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I always <laughs> love the translation of bellicose international rhetoric. Uh, it, listen, it, it was funny. I, in watching this, and we've talked about this on the air, have said, well, the administration's portraying this uh, as if, uh, you know, North Korea gives up everything. And, you know, we maybe open up the economic pipeline. No, I thought, I doubt he's going to go for that. And at, one, at some point, I guess Kim said, no, 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 no. They're framing this in way too one-sided a right. way. So he's pushing back. But... The negotiations begin the minute you decide there are going to be negotiations, and that's what this is, I think. Where it ends, nobody knows.
0: California's right to die law tossed out by a judge nearly two years after it had become law.
1: So they have to revive all the dead people, right? A
2: hundred-some people
1: have... And uh, and if that loses on appeal, they've got to snuff them again.
2: A hundred-some people have uh, taken advantage of this law to end their own lives with the help of a doctor. Well, they're lawbreakers, Jack. Which uh, I'm in favor of, as I believe you ought to have the right to do that if you want. Um, But uh, now we're not. For what
0: reason? Riverside County judge ruled it was unconstitutional for the state legislature to have passed the law during a special session dealing with Medicare funding, not a special session to address the issue of assisted suicide. I get the
2: argument. You slipped in something that didn't have to do with the special session. Oh, boy. It's one of those legal arguments. But... uh, I didn't realize it was a, if a doctor gives you six months or less to live, you can do this. Yes. That that seems weird to me in that I definitely learned that it's it's an art, not a science. They're, they're guessing on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So would you just doctor shop until you found one that gave you six months? Because yeah, probably so. They're just
1: guessing. Well, Get it, somebody to sign it.
2: In, yeah.
0: And the group of doctors who sued to stop the law say they're satisfied with the decision. By the way, the judge is giving the state attorney general five days to file an emergency appeal The doctors say they filed their suit because, as they put it, the act itself was rushed through the session of the legislature does not have any of the safeguards one would expect to see in a law like this. Is there anybody upset about this,
2: the way it's worked so far for the last couple of years? Anybody
0: bothered by this? Feels like people are being snuffed in their sleep or something? But they are in their suit putting out one of the things that uh, you guys mentioned. They say the definition of terminally ill is inadequate in this legislation.
1: Yeah, that, that is weird. Yeah, listen, I agree with you in principle, but if it's crappy legislation passed illegally during a budget session, we can't
0: have that. And if anybody's wondering about the depth of fake news and the like on Facebook, get this. Facebook's vice president of product management said the social network disabled about 583 million fake accounts during the first months of this year
2: 583 million wow over half a billion fake accounts that are gone I'm hoping mine's one of them because I had kind of a fake account it's
1: the only (laughs) Facebook thing I've ever had yeah they they bonged the Nigel Rotund account a couple years ago I think
0: That's it. That's I've been trying to get mine turned off and wasn't able to, so I'm hoping they got rid of it. Yeah, that's an average of over six and a half million attempts to create a fake account every day from January first to March 31st. Wow. Six and a half million a day. Warriors looking to take a commanding two to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals tonight against the Rockets at the Toyota Center. And the Celtics took out the Cavaliers, one hundred and seven to ninety four. The Celtics leading that series two games to none.
2: So Joe and Sean have a, a fifty dollar bill on the game, yes, on the series. Is that mm-hmm. Sean says Houston will not win a game? Joe says Houston will win. At Clearly, least one they will game. the
1: mighty Rockets will persevere and if only to vindicate their season of glory, they will win a game. I, I would say their their
2: best chance is probably tonight at home when it goes to. Uh, Back to California,
1: that's not going to be an easy place to win a game. I don't know. I've yeah. heard differently from some athletes. You get home, and all of a sudden it's,
0: honey, <laughs> and, and daddy,
1: daddy, and, and all your friends say, hey, dude, can you give me some tickets? And then they'd rather be on the road, mm. but they can focus on the game. I predict game three goes to the Rockets. <laughs> okay. They, oh, oh, I almost forgot. I did forget. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a time-honored Armstrong and Getty principle. If you make a sports prediction, you have to bet a finger. Oh, no. <laughs> because, people, because everybody makes stupid sports predictions and are never called to account for them. So I'm thinking right
0: pinky. Wow. There you go. That's a wrap. That I'll bring news. in my bolt cutters. Oh, <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Let freedom ring. Oh, boy. We're going to go all, all the money in the world.
1: On my poor finger. If I lose, go Rockets.
2: Um, so Facebook did that under
0: pressure? Is that why they did that? That's in part, yeah. And wanting to show, you know, how they are really trying to change things around. Quarter of a billion and, and more. Yes. Just in th- that we're going on right
1: now. Yes. It's amazing. Yes can't get
2: your uh, 20-something, 30-something to move out of the house, maybe you uh, go to court. Force them out.
1: That and the biggest scandal in Minnesota history. I know what you're thinking. What the hell do I care? It's it's an amazing level of welfare fraud being alleged. Did Stuart Smalley grab another woman's bottom? No, boy. Stay tuned to the
2: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience Of 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 the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind.
2: So we're going to do a late night joke off. Four of your late night comedians took on White House leaks for comedy material. We'll do that at about 8.04. Interesting topic
1: indeed. Um, The White House is riven by leakage.
2: We got this text. What's the benefit of creating fake Facebook accounts? Well, we all got accounts. We came up with this idea years ago. We are looking for a way to communicate with each other on the show, and somebody had the idea of, well, let's have a Facebook group or something. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't on Facebook, and, um, and so set up an account that I was only going to use so we would all go in and discuss the show. We ended up not doing that for whatever reason. I think the reason might have been because all of a sudden, as soon as I had a Facebook account, even though I was using a fake name and gave them, like, no information other than what I had to to get it signed up, all of a sudden I was getting all kinds of blasts from people People I'd forgotten existed, people from different parts of my life personal life, professional life, all getting thrown together. And I just didn't like it. It weirded me out. Right. Um was are colliding, saw, Jerry. It saw
1: through your facade. It knew who you were. Yeah, it knew Mark who I Zuckerberg was. Zuckerberg knows who you are.
2: It knew who I was immediately. Right. And and people I went to school with thirty years ago, and that person over there, and then that, that that, you know, girlfriend or whatever. And I just I didn't like the whole thing. It seemed right. weird to me.
1: Zuckerberg laughs at the six degrees of separation. He can have that undone in a moment.
2: And so I tried to get rid of that account several times and just I never could accomplish it.
1: <laughs> and
2: um whenever I tried to do it and follow the the guidelines, that particular page was down that day or for whatever it wasn't working. So it just, I just could never pull it it's off. like
1: that super gonorrhea that's going around. Can't get rid of it.
2: So I'm hoping accounts like that got shut down by Zuckerberg also. I'd love to be off of Facebook, and I'll never go back. God dang it. Um, a couple of interesting stories. One is funny. One is sad. <laughs> wow. What, what order are you going to do them? Or just reality. Sometimes reality is sad. Actually, usually
1: reality is sad. <sighs> this is good stuff. Everybody <laughs> turn up your radio. Coming up, sad reality. Oh, also massive uh, ripoff of the taxpayers. Armstrong and Getty making you face reality every morning
2: for 20 years. Oh, God. Who would put up with it? Facing truths you don't want to face. Mornings. Oh, no. no. I have jokes about body noises
1: to make. Life is pain. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Exactly. Oh boy! Yeah, right. Great. Super.
2: <laughs> That's what we do. This is kind of funny. You got these uh, New York parents who want to evict their 30-year-old son. <laughs> he moved back in a couple of years ago. They've told him he's got to leave. He says he's not going, or he just hasn't gone. So they're actually going to go to court and have him evicted from their home. Wow. I'm thinking they've got a, a bit of a...
1: See you at Thanksgiving. Some dysfunction there, but... Uh, I guess. I don't know. I kind of enjoy, I, I appreciate his, uh, his tack of appealing to renter laws and landlord regulations. They've got the letters starting with the first one. Michael, this is from Mom and Dad. Dear sir.
2: After a discussion with your mother, we've decided that you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 <laughs> days to vacate. You will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision.
1: Yeah, that, that doesn't after seem many, like a super functional family.
2: Well, that's after many conversations about you got to go, you got to get gotta, a job, you got to
1: do this it's time to just, get out on your just, own. He just doesn't. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: And he's fighting it?
2: Well, he hasn't moved out yet. Yeah. Well, he's fighting it. And getting people to get to get out of your house is not easy from what I understand.
1: No. No, it is not.
2: So kind of on that topic, here's facing tough truths. Oh, boy. And, dem- and just
1: demographic changes. So, uh, Coming up, and Frank's Dirty Jokes. See something to stay tuned for. And Frank worked blue. Yes. I, oh, I got jokes, but I'm not going to make them out of respect. Out of respect for uh, everything. Okay. The whole deal.
2: Um. So I don't know if you've heard this, but people are both staying at home longer than they used to. Slash, putting off adulthood in some cases longer. And or moving back home after they were gone more often than it used to happen. And uh, people are living longer and having health problems. So those two demographic changes are coming together, in which at some point you're still living in a home and you're dang near 30, but you're, and and parents are having kids at a later age. Mm. So uh, you're staying at home till you're dang near 30, your parents, you know. Who and had you at age forty or forty-five? Yeah, so they're pushing sixty or seventy. Their health's starting to slip. So now you're not—I'll use indelicate terms just to speed up the conversation. Now you're not sponging off of them, right? Having put off adulthood, you're now taking care of them, and it's more your house as much your house as is their house. You're you're now living in that house in a caregiver to your elderly parents. So you're and the in transition home just
1: care to, and just kind of informally the, yeah, the ownership it, is. And the transition
2: just changes, or they think it's going to a lot more in the future.
1: That reminds me of old traditional American homes. Yeah, Although usually you'd head out with your bride at some point and live on your own, then inherit the family home. Well, there's no getting away... Come to think of it. Yeah, that step is getting skipped. There's no way
2: getting away from the demographics. If people used to get out of the house around 18 to 20... And then have kids shortly thereafter. Yeah. So they were only 40 when their kids were 20 and heading out on their own. Obviously, you wouldn't have these things happening. On both ends. Right. Right. You needed the change on both ends. Well, actually, three things. Living longer, having kids later, and kids growing up later, or whatever you want to call it. Right.
1: Extended adolescence, I've heard it called.
2: It's gonna be quite a shift in uh, in society. Are we and, turning Japanese? And it's well and it's it's in well, it's already happening, and for it to become fairly normal, it's practically inevitable, isn't it? Isn't this just going to happen? Demographic's the one thing you cannot argue with. They just
1: are. Is there anybody over the age of thirty two living in their parents' home now? I'm going to make an exception in advance for tragedies. Well, of course. Of that course. Count. Right. Anybody over 32 living in their parents' home that is not on drugs. <laughs> Coffee is a drug,
0: Joe. What's
1: that? Coffee is a drug. Shut up is a drug. Do you count marijuana? Your face is a drug. (laughs) You count marijuana? I absolutely, I almost just said pothead is a pothead. (laughs) That's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Anybody over the age of 32 still living at home, no tragedy. Yeah, thanks, Joe. My mother is paralyzed and limbless, and we're not talking about that. (laughs) I guarantee you.
2: (laughs) Text line 415-295-KFTC, the Armstrong and Getty Show.